You may be seated. Pastor Travis Burke's going to bring our first message today from Kazadale Baptist Temple uh, outside Cincinnati area. Aren't you looking forward to the day that we'll join that crowd and sing that song? Amen. Yeah. 
Second chapter three, verse number one says, "This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come." Now look what it says about these perilous times. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, petty, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We live in that day today. Scoffing. If you're going to stand for this book, in the year 2021, you are going to get scoffed. There are scoffers. The word, you kind of get the idea for it, uh, and, and when it's used in the Bible, Matthew chapter 2, verse number 16, the wise men left Herod, and the Bible says that Herod, when the wise men didn't return, he saw that he was mocked of the wise men. In Matthew chapter 27, verse number 41, the chief priest, when the Lord was uh, being judged there, the chief priest mocked him with the scribes and elders, saying, he saved himself, others he cannot save. Yeah. In Matthew chapter number 20 and chapter number 27, uh, it's prophesied in 20 and done in verse, uh, chapter 27, when they fell before the Lord and they mocked him as they put a purple robe upon him and a crown of thorns upon his head and they smoked him with their fists and with a reed and they spat upon him and they said, Hail, King of the Jews. They mocked him. You're going to live in an age today, preachers, where you're going to get scoffed. You're going to get, if you're going to stand for truth, I say, well, no one's stopping me. They need to take a stand on something. Uh, <laughs> the book of Jude. The book of Jude. Look over this passage real quick. The uh, book of Jude. And in verse number 18. book of Jude, verse number 18. Says this. Jude, verse 18. Verse 17 says, But beloved, remember you the words that you spoken before the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 18. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time. Who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. There's going to be scoffers in the last days. And without a doubt, I think no matter where you stand, as Pastor Smith said last night, uh, on your end time uh, studies, you agree we are in the last days. We're living in that time. Because of that, that's why they're scoffing. People will scoff you. A society will scoff you. A government will scoff you. Politicians will scoff you. Children will scoff you. Adults will scoff you. Social media is going to scoff you. Unfortunately, other pastors are going to scoff you. <laughs> Members, even your own church may scoff you. Kids in the Christian school are scoffing truth. Right. And you may say, well, I'm going to teach them a lesson. No, you won't. Right. Because they don't want to learn. So be very careful, especially out there in the public social world. When you try to debate scoffers, maybe some you're going to lose. Because you're just going to hurt the cause of Christ. And by the way, no one has been called the pastor in the social world. Shall give himself shame. Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 
not a scorner lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man. Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 1, a scorner heareth not rebuke. Proverbs 14, verse number 6, a scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. In other words, they always sound intelligent. Proverbs 22, verse number 10, cast out a scorner and contention shall go out. We live in a world of scorners. Like it or not, they're everywhere. That's knowing the time. You can expect it. You're going to get scorned. A liberal world is going to scorn a church. And they have nothing to stand upon because no one, even a liberal church, they don't have the Bible to stand upon. Right, right. So all they have is scorning. Yeah. Everybody in this age today thinks they're right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's right. Yeah. You're a guy, you think you're a girl, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you love someone of the same gender, you're right. If you're a Democrat, you think you're right. If you're a Republican, you think you're right. If you're an atheist, you think you're right. If you're a Christian, you think you're right. If you're a non-denomination, you think you're right. If you're a Calvinist, you think you're right. If you're a Baptist, you think you're right. Somebody's wrong! Amen. <laughs> Amen. Somebody's wrong! Amen. But we live in a day today where no one thinks they're wrong. We live in an age today, if you're going to stand for truth, and I'm in a crowd that I know where everybody pretty much stands, you're getting stopped big time by a very liberal Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. This is being published right now. Amen. <laughs> I get so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say, who is this guy? Do a search, but don't listen to half the things you're going to see, right? <laughs> <laughs> Recovering fundamentalists love me. Uh, yes. Star on my show. Uh, they love um, Pastor uh, Pastor Cameron, my good dear friend, yeah. preaching soon. He invited me to come to his church and preach on the topic that everyone would love: dress. Yeah. And he wanted me to teach a, a series of lessons on how to dress biblically. <laughs> Great, well received. <laughs> Right. 
Go ahead and put on your church sign that alcohol, no one should have a part of alcohol, period. society and a lot of us is we're trying to find all the loopholes of what we can get away with instead of just being there to glorify God. If your reason and purpose is to glorify the Lord who is worthy of that, you're not looking for loopholes. You're looking for any other way that just might point people to him. But instead, we see someone with a higher standard and we scoff, right? We mock them. To be expected. So I just want to encourage you today, if you're being scoffed, I want to encourage you today. In just a couple things, look in 2 Peter chapter 3. Let's walk through the scripture and we're done real quick. Number one, scoffing, verse number three, because they're scoffers, number one, they are a sign. They're a sign. We read in 2 Timothy in chapter number three the same thing, that there, and there will be in the end times perilous times, that they'll be proud, boasters, despisers of those that are good. It, when you see that and you do, when you hear that and you will, when you look around and see these things, it's not time to put your head down. It's not time to, you know, sit under a juniper tree. It's not time to sit back and pout. It's time to start looking up because the Lord's coming back soon. Amen. There's a whole lot of scoffing going on and it kind of makes me excited because the Lord's coming back. That knowing the times, that in the end times, there will be scoffers. It's a sign that we're approaching the return of Christ. It says there in Timothy, they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Do you know, scoffers can be sitting in your churches. There may be some here today, I hope not. But it says it turned back just a chapter in 2 Peter chapter number 2, look at verse number 1. It says this, 2 Peter 2, 1, But there are false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring unto themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. When truth is evil spoken of, we're living in the last days, and it could be happening in our churches. Pastors, you better be vigilant. Verse 3, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spare not the old world. And it goes on. God is going to settle the score. Don't worry about it. You and I just must continue to preach the truth. And understand that that those who are scoffing, God will bring that to judgment one day. It's not our job, by the way. That would be God's. 
It's spiritual adultery when they scoff the truth. Verse 14, having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin. They are influencing the weak, verse number 2 in 2 Peter chapter 2. That's why we as pastors have to speak up to our church and warn them. Warn them. Because if you have a healthy church, you have young Christians in that church that can be swayed. They just haven't learned. I had a man come visit our church one time, and my wife and I went to his house, and he talked to us. He said, now, preacher, he said, I have a problem. I have a hindrance in joining your church. I said, well, what's that? And he said, there are some people in your church that don't dress according to the way I heard you preach. I said, good. He's like, what? He said, there's people that are that aren't following what you're preaching. I was like, they're young. They just got saved. Right. When you find a church where everybody's just like you, you're dying. We have to continue to outreach. Amen. And because of that, there's going to be church, by the way, ready? It's for the perfecting of the saints. Amen. You know what that means? We're not perfect. Amen. We're all there to come to church to learn, to grow. And I'm thankful for those who haven't learned some things. Amen. And I'm thankful that there's continually people that haven't learned some things. Amen, Amen for that. Amen. I mean, some in our church is doing something right. People are getting saved and growing. But those who scoff, they have to be dealt with in church. Because yes, they will begin to sway those who are young in the faith. Good. And by the way, the Bible says, look at verse number 14 at the end. It says, beguiling unstable souls and heart they have exercised with covetous practice. Cursed children. You think it's bad now? This whole generation of scoffers. The next generation is going to be a lot worse. Because their children are just learning and watching and will take it three steps further than their parents did. Well, you know, all these other groups, I know they make fun of what we stand for, but we're all still, you know, I know they mock everything we preach and they mock our King James Bible and they mock these holiness and standards and things. But we're all, you know, it's okay. They're, they're, they're going to be all right. I'll be their buddy. Wait till the next generation. Just keep preaching the truth. They're a sign. Number two, look back in 2 Peter chapter 3. Not only are they a sign, but scoffers, number two, they are sensual. You know why they scoff? They eat up with their own lust. Verse number three says, knowing that there shall come in the last day scoffers walking after their own lust. Again, back in the book of Jude, again, we've already read it, but listen to it again in verse number 18, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own lust. You know, why they're sen- you know why they're scoffers? Because they're sensual. Their lust controls them through sin. They're filled with lust. That's who scoffers are. They're not only lustful, controlled by sin, but they lack control from the Spirit of God. In Jude, again, it says, I keep turning away from it, I should stay there. Jude, it says, how they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not 
the Spirit. There's a very loud crowd out there that is scoffing everything we're doing even this week. Getting up and pre- And by the way, sin needs to be dealt with. They said, well, we're of the same stripe. If I'm in sin, if you're in sin, we need to get it right and not condone each other. And not hide it. Oh, you didn't amen that. We shouldn't be hiding each other's sin. Amen. I'm about to go sit on the front row and amen myself. Amen. That's the truth. You're all very quiet on that. I may take 10 minutes overtime. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Guys, that's wrong. It's not even in my notes, but God just told me to say it and apparently needed to be said. They're lustful, controlled by sin. They lack control by the Spirit of God. As Pastor Freiman preached last night, the inward man needs to be renewed every day. And we must be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. I hope that you spent time with God this morning. I hope you talked to him today. I hope you heard from him today. Because if you didn't, you're going to grieve that spirit of God that wants to teach you and help you today. They are signs, they are sensual, and they will be sharp-tongued. Look in verse number 4, 2 Peter chapter number 3. It says, And saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. They're sharp-tongued. They know how to use their words, scoffers do. They're pretty good at using their words. But notice what they do, what scoffers do here in this passage of Scripture. And just keep it in mind, in this day that we live in, these, they're going to be scoffers. They're everywhere. But it's part of knowing the time. That number one, verse four and five, they always will bring doubt upon God's word. Where is the promise of his coming? Verse five, for this they willingly are ignorant of by the word of God. They don't want to know the truth. They choose not to study the truth. They just want to scoff things and they doubt. They doubt God's word. They doubt in verse 6, 7, and 8 God's judgment. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished, but the heavens and the earth are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. Judgment is coming. But the scoffer, he doubts God's word and he doubts God's judgment. You say, how do you know he doubts God's judgment? Because if he truly understood and believed that he could stand before God one day, you're not picking on people for having a little difference than you do. You're not trying to tear down every godly ministry that's reaching people. But that's what scoffers do. Because they have no fear of judgment. They don't see God, as was preached last night, as being the God that he is. The only God, a just God, a loving God, but a holy God that one day every one of us will stand before. And we will give an account to that God. Including the scoffer. Which lead them then, in verse number 9, to doubt God's love. It's kind of ironic that a lot of the religious scoffers try to promote themselves as being the people of love, right? right? You're judgmental. They're loving. Of course, they're the only ones talking bad about people, but they're loving. They're the only ones tearing down other people's ministries, but they're loving. They have no idea what God's love is. 
God's love, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. In verse 9, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Aren't you thankful that's our God? Amen. Amen. And he feels the same way about the scoffers. Amen. He wants them to be saved. Amen. But the scoffer will have someone doubt God's word and doubt God's judgment and doubt God's love and come full circle again in verse number 10, doubting God's return. Yeah. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Amen. He is going to return. Yes. So why, why would you say the scoffers doubting the return of Christ? Because... You're right there. First John chapter number three. Look at verse number three with me real quick. First John three, verse number two, we'll read, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That could be today. Verse three, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. If you really believe the Lord's coming back, right. you're not looking for things you can get away with and be a Christian. Right. You're preparing, thinking, I could see my righteous, holy, yes. wonderful God today, and I want to be found as pure and spotless as I can. Amen. So know that in these last days, there will be scoffers. They're a sign. So amen. We're reaching the last days. The Lord's coming back. They're sensual. They're driven by their own lust and a lack of spirit control. They are, again, sensual and they, again, they're a sign and they're going to be sharp-tongued and they're everywhere. But please don't forget this as I close. They're still souls. Amen. Amen. That's why I don't write them back and give them a piece of my mind. Because apparently they're listening to a lot of my sermons. So, maybe they'll hear something. Maybe today's where I say, I love you. And I want you to get right with God. And I'm not mad at you. Now, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes my flesh gets very angry. And there's that old man that sits on my shoulder and says, kill them. <laughs> and I have to tell the old man to be quiet because right? they're souls Amen. they're going to mock but that's to be expected God never told us matter of fact I read you a lot of Proverbs just go forward preacher just go forward child of God just keep preaching and standing for the truth yes. Amen. Focus on that flock that God is giving you. There's a lady in our church. Her name's Sally. She's married to a man named Bob. Bob wanted nothing to do with church. Hated church. I mean, he made fun of Sally for going, and Bob's in his 70s. He made fun of his wife for going to church. Tried to do everything he could to keep her from going. Made fun of everything we preach and teach. I went to Bob's house three Saturdays ago. He looked at me and said, Preacher, he said, I can't stand the way I've treated God. 
See, he'd just been diagnosed with cancer. Stage four. And I never had to bring up anything to him. I sat down. He said, Preacher, I hate the way I've treated God. He said, There's no way God will forgive me. I said, You're wrong. Amen. I said, I love you, Bob. I said, Can I show you how God will forgive your sins and save your soul? Tears streaming down his face. That day, he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. When I left, he said, tell everybody, Bob got saved. So I'm telling everybody, Bob got saved. I'm so glad I didn't get mad at him when he said some things. And put him in a place where he wasn't ready and able to say, preacher... I need to get saved. Don't forget their souls. Let's reach it.